everyone. Welcome to One Shared Brain Cell, the alternative Tarantula Keepers podcast. I'm joined by Rich Newell off of Rich Newell. Hello. <laughs> I'm joined by Leah of Glorify- Glorified Pet Rocks. Hello there. And myself, Fiona from The Spare Room. But this week we have a really, really special guest. And we have Christina from DD the Jumping Spider. Hi, it's lovely to be here. Oh, welcome. We're very, very delighted to have you. Yeah, very. really excited to have you on. It was getting a bit dry, just oh. three of us. <laughs> people were saying that about Leah, weren't they? <laughs> they often, I've heard people say that about Leah a lot. Um, yeah. Have you ever, ever seen a podcast with awkward silence? Because that's what ours had started to become. We were recording for three hours and there was four minutes of speech. Oh, mm, no, I haven't. But <laughs> honestly, that sounds pretty interesting and fun. <laughs> we just yeah. stare at each other. No one yeah. no one can see us, though. So they're just listening to dead silence, but we're all yeah. looking at each other. Yeah, really intense eye contact. Yeah, <laughs> yeah really awkward, <laughs> which is brilliant. So Richard's actually the guy who suggested that we should have you on. He said that he's spoken to you quite a bit and, like, you know, you seem really nice and really chatty and really friendly. And um, he's actually the person that introduced me to your account. And I think when I followed you, you had like, what's it, like 50,000 followers in like three months or something crazy. Yeah. And I had, yeah. And I had a look this morning, you got 83,000 followers. Yeah, it's grown like crazy. I remember actually Rich like has supported me from the very very beginning i remember his first message to me like like i had less than ten thousand followers and i was like so i loved his content i actually a lot of people don't know this about me i kept tarantulas first um and then i got into jumping spiders but i was like in awe of his content he actually was a big inspiration for me Flo the um, his oh. in black. Yeah. I, I mean, that's why I have mine, Louise. Like, you know, he was a huge inspiration for me. So friendly, so kind. Oh. I remember when I hit 10,000 followers, he was the first person to message me. And ever since then, like my account has blown up so much and yeah. it's, it's been crazy. It's been a lot of fun though. Um, luckily I think a lot of the people that follow me engage with me a lot, which is what I want because I want to educate people, um and you know I, I like talking with everybody and I don't it's, it's just been like a whirlwind after 50,000 followers honestly like it just it like that didn't feel real and I just I kind of like disassociate from it I'm because I feel like I have like an alternate personality you know I'm very anonymous on there so it's just kind of like my Hannah Montana life um, <laughs> but Love it. Yeah, yeah I mean my family did not know about my account for like, you know, and, until just recently, like this month. And I mean, I kind of like it that way. The, the anonymity, mm-hmm. it, it really helps me kind of put myself out there and be able to talk to people and educate people. If my face was on it, I probably wouldn't feel as comfortable with it. But yeah, mm-hmm. because of DP, I can do all of that. So yeah. Yeah, it is. It is. Um, it's almost in many ways, it's almost a massive compliment to the content you put out that you are anonymous. It's like your followers and your fan base and everyone that loves your your spoods is is because of the content and how you portray them, which is which for somebody that makes content is is a is a massive 
it's a massive compliment isn't it it's like they love everything yeah. about that you do it's yeah. like yeah it's so yeah. true sorry fiona were you saying something no i was just agreeing just ignore me <laughs> yeah no you're fine i it, it really is crazy i have people who message me and they're like we haven't heard about honey in a while how is she doing like, you know, we haven't That's heard really about cute. this spider. Yeah, like everybody checks in on them. Like they're my spider family, but it feels like I'm sharing them with everybody else. And I really try to highlight their distinct personalities because they do have Ooh. them. And I think that, you know, I'll, I'll be like, you know, who's your favorite? And somebody will say Halo because, you know, she's she's just like me. You know, she's kind of shy, but she'll put herself out there. She'll try. Or, you know, Dee Dee, who just kind of like oh. is very awkward and will stare and is currently going through mom troubles and is already sick of her kids. Um, <laughs> you know, so it, yeah, it's, it's like, I never had social media before this account. I never really did. I always kind of kept to myself. And um, like I said, I think being able to have Dee Dee as the face of this account really helped me be able to focus on the actual content and think about like, hey, I, when I got Dee Dee, I did not know absolutely anything about jumping spiders. The guy I got her from really misinformed me. I don't want that for other people. So like, how can I make this educational, but cute so I can get their attention? So that was sort of like the idea behind it. I love that. Love that. All of us have owned Ophidipus regius, have we not? I don't think any of us have owned any of the species of jumping spiders. I haven't. No, I haven't. No, no I haven't. No. Mm. So, yeah, we were going to sort of jump in and, and really interested to find out, like, more about your, your passion for jumping spiders, because I, I don't know a great deal about them, really, yeah. apart from the ones that I've kept. So, I mean, you know, we've heard a little bit about you, about, you know, your passions in the hobby um so i just oh, i'm waffling i'm so sorry no you carry on <laughs> no, i like to think of it as you waffle so we don't have to yeah <laughs> i'm a waffler um so if anyone follows you obviously they they've got to know who dd is dd the mm -hmm. queen yeah was she your first jumping spider yeah, she was my first real one. What actually got me into jumping spiders was I was in my laundry room um, one day and I noticed a tiny, tiny spider on the dryer. And the first thing I noticed was that this thing was looking at me. I was like, what? What is that? <laughs> so, I mean, it tilted its head at me. I was, I mean, I'm 22 and I had never come across a jumping spider in my life. I knew that they existed, but I did not see one like so up close, which is really interesting because they're everywhere. And I don't know, like some part of me, I just, you know, growing up living in my 22 years, I never fully recognized that these things even existed. I mean, I was owning tarantulas and, you know, I was part of that hobby, but um, I mean, yeah, this spider was the first one that I ever came across. I got really interested in them. And then I think it was like the next weekend I went to a Repticon where I saw Dee Dee sitting in a little cup. She was just like so darling, so sweet looking. And the guy that sold her to me, like I, I had done all of this research, but up until that point, I didn't feel like anything was truly really specific. I felt like it was information that wasn't really saying a whole bunch, you know, like, oh, they eat prey that's smaller than them. Well, what kind of prey? You know, like different blogs and things weren't super specific. I remember finding some things on like arachnoboards and things like that. 
Um, but it didn't seem like really anything too specific or helpful. So I remember asking this guy uh, some more information about them and he just like was not really interested in having it. Um, you know, he's at Disrupticon with all these jumping spires he's trying to sell and he wasn't willing to give me information. So that kind of turned me off to it and I almost left without her. But I remembered yeah. how she looked at me and how she tilted her head. And Dee Dee's like, I mean, she's really big. And so when she tilted her head at me through that cup, it was pretty clear. And I was like, oh, my God, I have to have this thing. I tried walking away, and I just thought about that. And I was like, oh, she's mine. So I went back yeah. to her, and I asked him where he got them. Like, you know, are they captive bred? He scoffed at me and told me that captive bred jumping spiders weren't a thing. No one has wow. them. That's exactly what he said. And so I left there and I was like, oh, okay, this is like the only way to get one. Like, I know they're from Florida and I'm mm -hmm. not in Florida, but, you know, I thought captive breeding would make sense. I mean, that's a thing in the tarantula hobby. Why not? Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so that's kind of what spurred me on. I made my account to like share all these pictures of Dee Dee. Um, and then as I started following more and more people, including Rich, who actually you had Greg, didn't you, Rich? Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So I started following all these people and I realized that there was a whole community of, you know, captive breeders and just people who kept them in general. And I realized how misinformed I was. That's what kind of like made me passionate about educating other people. I didn't want them to be in the same position I was where I felt worried about asking questions and like I was heading into it into the, you know, in the dark because these are living beings and I wanted to make sure I could take care of it properly. Well, funny enough, actually, that was the question I was about to ask, um, was that <laughs> were you inspired to become more knowledgeable to help others because your experience um, at Repticon was so bad? Were you Was, was that an inspiration yeah. to you to want to become sort of almost an educator or a, a sort of source of useful and helpful information? Absolutely, yeah. I started messaging all of the jumping spider accounts that I knew of that seemed really reputable. I started adopting from reputable breeders, and I wanted to see what my experience was with them so that then I could educate my followers um, and just share with other people, like, hey, if you're going, if you're looking for a captive bred jumping spider, go to these people. Um, be wary of anyone who doesn't want to answer your questions. Um, and, you know, it, it was a big source of inspiration was my experience. And I did, you know, really delve in and really try to understand at, at the very beginning, it was mainly how to keep Regius and Audax, which are the regal and bold jumping spiders, because those were the most common ones I was seeing in the hobby. I did everything I could to read up on them and make sure that I knew everything so that at least, you know, I noticed my account was gaining traction. Maybe I could be a good like one stop shop for people like, hey. This is what you need to know. This is what I wish I knew. You need to know what you're getting into. And then also here are some like really amazing breeders that you can trust. So. Brilliant. I was going to ask you sort of um, what do you think are the important things that you learned? Because I was quite um, lucky because because jumping spiders aren't um, native to the UK. There's There's a lot of information around here about yeah. it. But I can imagine there would be less in America because they're not because they're everywhere. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah they're yeah, easier yeah. to come by. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I found in research that actually, if you get it right, they're really easy to look after. Yeah. But that if you get it wrong, they're very fragile and they're not, they're not like tarantulas where if you get something slightly wrong, you have time to correct it. Like they can mm. be quite fragile. Right. 
Yeah, that's very true. And I feel like that mainly has to do with the younger spiders. So, I mean, things that I did not know going into it was humidity levels, temperature levels. I knew that they needed to be higher, but, you know, there was never a range anywhere for me. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I keep the humidity at about 60%, temp at 78 degrees Fahrenheit. That's what has worked for me. That's a sweet spot. But it took, you know, some time and talking to other people on Instagram, not being able to research online to find that out. Things like, you know, even just their prey, like some of them, if they don't eat, what do you do? If, you know, if they look like they're hungry and their abdomen is really small and they're not taking a certain prey, do you try a different kind? I also remember when I first started my account, I had seen a few videos floating around of people feeding like bigger crickets than they should have been or just really aggressive crickets that ended up harming their spiders. That's something Mm -hmm. I had no idea of because I mean, crickets are what I would give some of my tarantulas. I didn't know that like, you know, for jumping spiders, they can take down larger prey, but crickets specifically are not always the best choice. You really have to watch it. Little things like that. I feel like with jumping spiders, some things do have to be quite specific. Um, And there are things to look out for. You know, if your jumping spider is hanging out at the bottom of their enclosure, that could be a sign of old age. You might need to move them out, put them somewhere else so they don't hurt themselves. Um, Little things like that. I feel like there's a lot of tips and and things that I just didn't know um, that I had to find out either through trial and error or just seeing other people's videos on Instagram. Mm -hmm. I think that, I think you've just essentially just described what I find is the most amazing and rewarding thing about the community is that there are genuine keepers that want to do nothing more than learn as much as they can about what they want to keep and and are happy to share it and that for me is 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 literally the sort of cornerstone of of the community isn't it i think that's you know having 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 passion and care for your spiders and a desire to help other people that want to have that much passion and knowledge as well. Yeah, definitely. And when you get breeders like the one you came across at Repticon, all they're interested in is money. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Right. yeah. You know, I could yeah. never sell an animal to someone else if I didn't know they knew exactly mm-hmm. how to take care of the animals. That's yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, agreed. Mm-hmm. Christina, mm-hmm. do you still do you still have tarantulas now with yes. jumping spiders? Yes, how I many do. do you have? Let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. <laughs> I have seven. I'm actually looking at them right now. What tarantulas do you keep? So, oh man, I keep quite a few. I, I really love, I mean, I don't know if it's just because of my jumping spiders and they're considered like more arboreal. I love arboreal ones. So I do have, I mean, the majority of mine are arboreal. Like I have avicularias. Um, I know that they're sort of all falling under the same category now. Um, so I have an avicularia avicularia and avicularia metallica. I've also got my carabina versicolor. I've got a few curly hairs because I do think that they are underrated. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then my actual, my favorite tarantula, her name is beans and she's in a phone of Palma Calcotes. And I think, I think she thinks that she's a jumping spider. Like <laughs> she runs out every time somebody comes into the room, just stare in the direction of them. I know she can't see very well, so I'm, you know, fairly certain she doesn't know what's going on, but she'll sit in her enclosure day after day. I see her in there bulldozing dirt 
and like mm -hmm. making little windows in her enclosure. She'll like move around her water dish, stick it against a wall. She's always active and they're always moving. And I, I do think because of that, she's my favorite. Mm. She's my favorite one. I have a they pumpkin are. patch and um, a Brazilian oh. black. I've got, we, we have so many tarantulas in common that they are the character tarantulas in a lot of ways, aren't they? They are, yeah. you know, Harry yeah. being my C Versi is, you know, he's a little escape artist. That's how he got his name, Harry, because he's, you know, <laughs> they, they are, they are, they're just full of character. And Cal Cody's, they look so placid, or mine does. Yeah. And she looks so calm and still, but when she was in her lower enclosure, her sort of more shallow enclosure, every time I took the lid off, she'd walk over towards me and climb up towards me like she knew where I was and what she was doing. And it's like, it's always the ones that look so placid and innocent are the ones that have got like a lot of personality but in a nice way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. So one question that was asked by Meg of Copper de Beardy, what is your dream pet that is not a spider? Oh man, that's hard. There's so mm, many thought, good ones. I thought it was a good one. Yeah, that is a really good one. That requires a little bit of thinking for sure. Um, dream pet meaning that I can't already own them, right? Yeah, probably. Mm, have you, yeah. Have, mm, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Unless you've achieved the dream, in which case we don't, you know. Yeah, it just like, can't be a spider. Yeah, I feel like I have. I have a um I have two cats and their names are Ichigo and Taiga. They're named after animes. And <laughs> I mean, honestly, I can't think of any better pets than them. I know a lot of people say it about their cats, like their cat is like, oh, they're so much like a dog, they're so friendly. My cat Ichigo, like if my house ever gets broken into. I'm screwed because this cat is going to go up to the person and greet them and watch them steal all my stuff and run. <laughs> <laughs> like he he'll and he'll like wave goodbye as they do it because he's just yeah. so friendly. <laughs> he'll probably show them around and say, "And this in this room, if you come with me, <laughs> you missed this bit." <laughs> he's such a gentleman. Whenever he goes to the vet, like I put on his nice bow tie. Um, no, oh, he, wow. he's just so friendly. And my cat Tyga. I mean, they're both like every every day I wake up, I'm grateful to have my spiders for different reasons. And then I'm also so grateful to have my cats for different reasons. Like I can't imagine just better pets than my cats besides yeah. my spiders. Um, so. What yeah. if budget was never an issue? Honestly, I've never ridden a horse or really been near a horse. And I live in farm country. So that's weird. Maybe like living on a farm and having a horse one day, they're very expensive to have. But um, I do know that, that they're animals that you can really build a bond with and build trust with. Um, and I find a lot of beauty in doing that with animals. Like both of my cats are rescues um, that came from really bad backgrounds. Um, so I think probably a horse. I would want to give that a try someday. Mm -hmm. Fabulous. Go on, Leah. Well. Come on, talk about your horses. <gasps> you have horses? I not anymore. <gasps> I used to part loan and I like did riding schools, but I I mostly loaned. But at the minute, I don't have any horses. But pretty much since I was old enough to <laughs> stand on my own two legs, I've been on the back of a horse. That's awesome. And I have zero talent to show for it. <laughs> <laughs> that is not true. 
You have sent no. me some videos that are so cool of you like horse riding. Okay. Because they're the perfect ones of all the disaster around that 10 second clip. <laughs> there are like little kids that ride horses. And I think, wow, you're about five and you ride a hundred times better than I have in 20 years. So would you say the, great, the greatest skill you've learned from horse keeping is video editing? Yes. <laughs> um, one of the questions I had actually was... Um, was what made you fall in love with jumping spiders. But I think with your um, passionate introduction, I think we've kind of covered that. It was your um, your chance meeting in a laundry room. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think it sounds like the start of a really bad rom-com. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> um, so who would play the jumping spider in the laundry room when they make the film of your life? Oh, man. <laughs> You in a spider costume on top of a washing machine. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I think that's the best answer to that question. <laughs> uh, do you know how old Dee Dee currently is now? Because she was wild caught um, and I got her, you know, as an adult, I would say... I mean, she's got to be, I know she's over a year, but it can be difficult to tell their age because different jumping spiders will mature um, in different like amounts of molts. They're not like tarantulas where they will continue molting throughout their life, right? So they, you know, they molt around, you know, seven to 10 times, but it really does vary. Um, so since I don't know when she, when her last molt was, when she reached maturity, I can only guess. I'm thinking like mm. a year and a half. I really hope that she is one of the spiders that lives to like three because jumping spiders generally live one to two, but mm. you know, on rare occasions, some do make it to three. And like, if she is, you know, I'm more than certain she's halfway through her life. Um, you know, she's, she's more than halfway. So her, she's still one of the biggest signs to tell when a jumping spider is aging is like the grabby hairs on their legs will fade. Um, so they're not able to stick to the walls of their enclosures very well. They don't make it, make as much silk. Um, and they get very clumsy. Dee Dee's not any of those things. Like she's still got quite a bit of grab. Um, and you know, she's webbing up a whole bunch. She just made, I just watched her make an, a new hammock away from her babies. She's already done with her kids. <laughs> like I, I'm literally looking at her butt right now. She's going, um, and you know, so she, she's eating well. So um, yeah, I can only guess like a year, year and a half more. Um, mm -hmm. And hopefully I have a lot more time with her. She must be well and fit and in the prime of her life if she's laying eggs. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So how are you going to cope with being a jumping spider grandma to a hundred little babies? Oh, I already have. Um, I actually had a breeding project with pumpkin um, before Dee Dee. So pumpkin laid her eggs, I think on October 5th. Um, and she's already laid her second egg sack like last week. I was <laughs> like, wow. And pumpkin's a devoted mom. Like she, <laughs> Dee Dee is so confused. Like I can tell she's so confused, but pumpkin is on that sack. Like she is guarding it. She's constantly webbing it up, protecting kids. I actually took out the first one and put it in a cup. And I do think that they're going to emerge soon. Um, I could tell that pumpkin was pacing and getting ready to lay the second one. So that's why I took out the first. And then she went like the same day, went ahead and laid. Um, so, I mean, I've got those babies 
And then I've also got Carolinensis babies, which um, that's the Carolina jumping spider. That's actually my favorite species. I don't know if you guys have ever seen on my page, um, Marlin, Dory, and Squid. Those are mm. all Carolinensis. And I actually got an egg sac from a good friend of mine on Instagram. And all of the babies emerged. And I have like 100 in a cup right now. They have a pack mentality until they, yeah, I, they have a pack mentality until they molt about four times, at which point I need to separate them all into their own individual cups. Mm. Um, so I have those. And then most importantly to me right now, not that any of the babies are unimportant, but my girl, Cece, who passed earlier this year, she left babies. She had a really small um, clutch. It was only 38, which is really mm -hmm. small. Um, and I'm raising her babies, and a lot of them just made it to I-5, which is like the hardest molt for them to get to from I-4 to I-5. They grow so much in that molt, in that time. Um, and I'm really excited. One of them honestly looks so much like her. It made me like cry. That's why I posted like a little montage um, earlier. We're only on Tuesday. So I think it was Sunday, maybe sometime this weekend. I posted a little montage, but now yeah, I'm raising her babies. And I will say it is time consuming, but it, it is kind of, it is pretty nice. You know, I think it like forces me to sit down um, I have anxiety, so it gives me something to do to sit down and focus on and, you know, put energy into and then, you know, be done with and I can take care of them and focus on that. And it's kind of like a little routine now. So it's, it's not too, too bad, but it is a lot of work for anybody yeah. wondering. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. <laughs> it's like how many jumping spiders do you have? Literally hundreds. <laughs> yeah. Hundreds. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what do you pl plan to do with them? If I may ask, are you, are you going to have... You know, they, I'm like, are you, are you, are you literally going to have like a... No. <laughs> yeah, no, I won't. I'm going to keep a few of the CC babies um, because I would like to just have her kids because she meant so much to me. But the rest I'm going to adopt out because Phytopus regius aren't native to my area. You know, I don't want to have just like a hundred of them. I don't feel like it'd be mm. possible. Like I... I know a lot of people in the hobby who have like hundreds of pet ones that they keep and they name and take care of. I personally like feel like I wouldn't be able to spend as much time and energy with every single one how I would want to. Yeah. So I'll just adopt them out because like I was saying, they're not native to my area to release them would be a death sentence. Unlike, you know, Pitifus Audax actually is native to my area. If I had an egg sac, you know, maybe I would keep a few from the parent and then release the rest and, oh, you okay. know, but for, for the Regis, for, you know, for example, pumpkins, babies, those will have to be adopted out. Mm. Um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm giving breeding a try. Um, I'm not I'm trying not to go too crazy. Uh, Didi was already gravid and pumpkin was like my first real breeding project. But I, I definitely don't want to, you know, have a gazillion babies that I'm trying mm. to like adopt out and things like that. I feel like that'd be overwhelming. I really want to spend my time and you know cater to each one and them i feel like that kind of sounds silly in a way no since there's so just... many of them oh good okay <laughs> i i just i love these spiders so much and that's why i try to convey in my content like you know i get comments of people like kill it with fire like oh you're so sad sitting in your house with your spiders all by yourself like what like why do you have time to do that I'm like, well, you have the time to sit here and hate on somebody. So, wouldn't say it to your face, though. <laughs> yeah. No. <laughs> yeah. So, something that's just occurred to me is the difference is um, the the keep the the dealer, the seller at the Repticon, mm -hmm. 
mm-hmm. that sold you Dee Dee did not care if you knew how to keep her. And I, and I know absolutely for sure that you will not be adopting that way of passing them on to their new family. You know, absolutely it's, not. Yeah, you know, they are going to go to good homes because you know what a good home should be. Yeah. So. yeah, I actually, like, have been talking to people. People on Instagram message me, and they're like, hey, you know, um, are Cece's babies ready for adoption? I've been doing all this research. People who just inquire about pumpkins babies who haven't even, you know, emerged yet. I always point them. I made these like two really like in-depth care guides that are linked in my bio. They're totally free. Um, before I even recommend the breeders I was talking about earlier, I actually ask people if they haven't already go look at the care guides in my bio, or if you don't want to look mm. at those fine, but at least do some other research and then come back to me, let me know if you have mm. questions and then I'll tell you the breeders. Um, because I just feel like, well, their care isn't hard. It, it can be complicated. And it, mm. it can be time consuming at times, depending on, you know, the species that you have. So that's why I just always want to make sure people know what they're getting into. And as the babies are growing, I've been working on an adoption questionnaire. So I'm going to, you know, I'm not going to quiz people, uh-huh. but I just want their information to know like, Hey, have you, or like, are you acknowledging that you look into this? You know what you're getting into mm. It's a living being, not a trend. Mm. You know, you see mine, yours may not be as social as mine. I sit with mine every day. I bond with them. I observe them. You know, you have to like truly care about them unless you just want a visual pet, which, you know, is fine too. Um, which on that note, I do sometimes introduce my tarantulas into my feed and people are like, I love jumping spiders, but tarantulas are so scary. And I'm like, I think that the tarantulas are cute too, but I think you have to be like a certain, like you have to get to a certain point with those. Like, I feel like jumping spiders are a good start. I have had people be like, oh, because of your jumping spiders, I'm willing to like look at tarantulas or like other house spiders in a new light, which is also really nice. Mm. Yeah, with them jumping spiders, they are, they're so obviously cute, you know, and they're so observant, mm. whereas tarantulas are a lot less like that, aren't they? Mm. But like people like us, yeah, totally agree. They're so cute. Mm. Yeah, yeah, they really are. Yeah. I think I think it's also the way we, um, um, the, we, we give them, we do give them like, their own little personalities and their own little stories. And yeah. people, yeah. people, you know, we do. I, like, I love all the little stories that we kind of give our little little ones and that does make them make them more of character make them it makes them likable because they they, they are they are they are a being aren't they they are, yeah. they, are they are a personality mm. yeah exactly yeah, yeah. i still have my i only have i've had two philippus regius and one of them pebbles she was my first and i had her i think about a year and a half um and she's currently taxidermied in my living room on a little piece of cork bark with some flowers around her because when she passed I was I was devastated and I thought I can't live without her so she's my only one and she's currently just in my living room on a little piece of cork bark Um, yeah they did a really good job on her she's like she looks I I know this sounds morbid but she looks like she's just sitting there, didn't she? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, when Dee Dee passes, I'm definitely going to look into something like that for sure. Um, I have seen like a bunch of beautiful taxidermy. Um, you know, you can buy them on on Etsy and things like that. You send the spider, and they send it back to you. I really think that's like a beautiful memento to have. 
I don't know what I'm going to do when DD passes. I do know what's going to happen. You know, they have a short lifespan, yeah. but mm-hmm. yeah, I just made like the mushiest post ever last night about her. Cause I was like <laughs> looking at her and how confused she was. And I was like, girl, when I, if I ever, you know, have kids, I don't know what's in store for me. If that's something I'm going to want down the line, you know, but like whatever is in store for me, I'm sure I'd be in the same boat. So I get you. And then, you know, I just th- look at her eggs and see how far we've come together you know, from like me knowing nothing and holding her little cup at this Repticon to now like she's got like a tarantula crib that's all like decked out and living her best life. At least, you know, mm-hmm. when you look at like the big picture right now, I don't think she I, I don't think she knows what's going on, which is fair. I mean, who does? Yeah, yeah she, does, she does what she needs to do, though. Yeah. Very yeah. Well. <laughs> yeah. The next part of the podcast is called um shitty keeping or crappy keeping of the week so um which we we might judge by how polite uh, and well brought up the guest is it might might well be things we've observed we're not too keen on today yeah Um, yeah because we're in good company yeah yeah, Um, sometimes it's just you know what bollocks have you seen yeah oh please feel free say whatever you want i'm enjoying myself you guys are in which case (laughs) (laughs) so thank you so much for answering those questions um it's really nice to have someone on that's so in depth Mm. and and so clearly passionate about Mm, what they do so to bring us down from that lovely section um (laughs) We have shitty keeping of the week. And Rich told me that you were have prepared something. Yeah, yeah, I do. Do, do you want to let us know? Yeah. <laughs> so I feel like my, I, don't, I, I told Rich, it's kind of like a combination of things that I've noticed. But the worst thing for me, I think, is people who get these spiders to quickly breed them and try to make money. And very clearly that is their goal. I feel like that's, you know, with any living being, whether it's like dogs, even tarantulas, you know, that's, that's been a thing. Mm-hmm. I remember, I'm not going to like mention a name, um, but I was, I was thinking about this and this really like messed with me a little bit. An account that I follow that I was like referring people to as a reputable, reputable breeder, sorry, Um, they posted a reel that was like, you know, showed a picture of the spider where people see jumping spiders, they think gross. All I see is, and then the next, it like panned to just money. I feel like anybody in the jumping spider community who knows this person will know who I'm talking about. Um, But like another kind of aspect to like the bad keeping is if a jumping spider in your care is getting repeatedly injured, that's a red flag for me, I feel like. Um, I remember seeing a live, um, by this person, the same person and the jumping spider they were holding kept falling out of their hands and like tumbling over enclosures. And like, this happened like two or three times on the same live, like in succession. And I don't know, I, like I said, I kept tarantulas first. So like the second, like you guys know, if you drop one, they could really easily get hurt. Mm, That's the same thing Mm. for jumping spiders too, you know, like if they, especially if they fall on their backs and she was like, Mm. oh, you know, they're clumsy. I'm like, no, (laughs) I always tell people (laughs) like if they, if that happens the first time, you know, accidents happen, like I'm not going to judge you. Lord knows that's happened to me, but that's why I always, you know, tell people if you're handling a jumping spider that you're not super comfortable with. And even if you are exercise extreme caution, 
um, you know, only handle them like a foot or two above something. Mm. Like I always go over a table, Mm. I'll sit on the floor. I know that everybody does their best to be careful with their spiders, or at least that's what I I hope, but that just felt very careless. But after seeing that live where that spider was dropped repeatedly, that made me so, so Mm. incredibly nervous. And I just, you know, I'm friendly, but I just don't refer people to her anymore. And, you know, good luck to you. And if she, you know, ever reaches out, I'll be honest and polite, but I don't, I just don't feel comfortable with it anymore. And it's not even just, you know, spiders, things happen, right? But that one reel where it was like, you know, everybody else sees spiders and thinks, ugh, and I see spiders and I see money, like these jumping spiders, I see money. Mm -hmm. That was just... Like that, I just, in that moment, I felt like I was dealing with the guy at the Repticon. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. It's and completely inappropriate. And it's almost, and, it, and it's massively disappointing if it's an, if it's a keeper or an account you follow and that you've enjoyed. Yeah. And it's almost really disappointing if at some point they then reveal themselves to be inept, uh, ignorantly inept and money grabbing and just, oh, and dangerous. It's just really disappointing then, isn't it? Especially if... Um, if you've grown to like that account until that point. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm. Very, a very good point there made. And I think we're all loud and clear on the same hymn sheet with that one. So to end the show, we're going to do Keeper of the Week. We're not going to do Question of the Week this week because I feel like any any answer that we have to give is going to be boring compared to Christine. <laughs> yes, and I, I, I genuinely think the questions I had to ask have been answered just in the flow of yeah. this passion. Yeah, yeah. I had so many written down and yeah. they were just answered so, like, yeah. naturally, I love it. And now we segue smoothly onto Keeper of the Week. And a smooth segue for me is just announcing the next section. Yeah, and I think yeah. what, what works perfectly is announcing what a smooth segue it was, because then it becomes a smooth segue. Exactly. And, yeah. and the whole point of a segue is to smoothly move into the next thing. Which you've done smoothly. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> this <laughs> I love you guys. Thanks. <laughs> um, so my keeper of the week is an absolute legend in the UK. He everyone knows him. I'm convinced. Everyone, all however million of us in the UK, even people who have never kept a tarantula know this guy. They don't, but they should. This week's Keeper of the Week is Skana Exotics. Woo! Come on, get involved. Who's that? I've never heard of him. You're such a fucking liar. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo, let's hear it for Skana. Thank you. Woo! <laughs> so, the reason he is my Keeper of the Week is not is he just like a general great guy, all-round legend. He has great keeping, great care, but he's also an incredible photographer. So if you haven't been on his account, you've got to look. So what I like about his photography is he tries to make or he tries to remove the aspect of captivity. So in a lot of his pictures, you won't see enclosures. You you know, you won't see things like my my photography is crap. You'll see things behind my enclosures. Mm. There's no there's no mystery Mm. there. Um, (laughs) His photography is fantastic. And I've actually got a few of his prints, which I've bought from Etsy. Ah. Uh, one of which is a macro photo of uh, eggs with legs, a little Neoholothelian say. Oh. And it's so cute. 
but if you go to um at scarner exotics you can find in his bio there's a link to everything so you can go to his etsy his youtube his patreon his facebook you can basically just stalk him in every corner of the internet he would take it as a compliment he mm-hmm. would. It wouldn't be weird at all. No. Say Fiona sent you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, brilliant. I'm, I, well, I am now going to have to go and have a look back all through his pictures because you know when a picture flashes up in your feed and you're like, you, you look at it, but you don't pay it the attention. That, yeah. You don't always pay it the attention that it should. Mm-hmm. You know, there are accounts that you like, you always spot and you're like, oh, lush. And you've got to like it. Yeah. I've mm. got to go and have a look at his pictures now because they sound amazing. Yeah. yeah. They are. Honestly. Normal. And his prints are so cute. They're like little squares. And I've got, so I bought the eggs with legs one because but even before he started selling prints, it was my favorite picture that anyone has ever taken because it hadn't unraveled from the egg yet. So it was still in its little ball. Oh. And then he sent me um, a haplocaster stavomatha as well, which was really cool. So yeah, check out Skarner Exotics if you haven't. It's spelled S-K-A-A-N-A, Exotics. And he did tell me what Skarner meant, but I've forgotten. So it's Latin for legend. Okay. Oh. I'm, I'm lying, I'm lying, it's not. No, people will believe you. Just say it, it's fine. I, believe, I, fully, yeah. I fully invested yeah. in that lie. Yeah, it's French for Fiona. Um, <laughs> <laughs> So I so that is everything covered off. Fantastic. Yeah. Cool. Really, actually, our best episode so I, far I contains. I so enjoyed this episode. And the best episode so far has contained the least of us yes. as content. And I don't think that's coincidence. <laughs> no. I, really no. Yeah. I think I think the fact that we've had someone on that speaks so passionately and so, like oh. uh, you know, fluently and so sort of concisely. Honestly. But in an, in an amazingly lengthy way. I'm going to go home and think about how shit I am, really. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I am, I'm, do you know what? I'm going to go home and think about how shit you are, so do not worry. You're already home. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're doing it right now. I think you guys are great. Honestly, I listened to both of your, fir- your first and your second episodes in, like, preparation for this, because I was like, I want to know what their style is. And... Honestly, like I wanted to be funny, but it just didn't come out. So I appreciate that you guys bring that aspect because (laughs) I go on these monologues when it comes to these spiders, man. No, I love it. Oh, it's been genuinely been a pleasure. How awkward would it be if we'd been like, why do you love jumping spiders? And you're like, because I do. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. Or you just tutted. You're just like, you know, you're just like, no, I honestly I think you've you've been you've you've definitely been our best ever guest. <laughs> what an honor, thank you. <laughs> no, honestly, genuinely, I can't thank you enough. It's, awesome. Yeah, yeah. so thank Thanks. you so much for coming on and hopefully we can have you on again in the future. That'd be really yes, great. I would love yes. that. I had so much mm. fun. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. All right, guys. guys. So we will catch you next week. Brilliant. Thank you for everyone for listening. Thank you. And if you don't already, go and give Didi the Jumping Spooth a follow. Put all the details in the description. Yes, put all the details in the description. (laughs) Because we don't follow her. You must. Aw, thank you.